0: Welcome into another edition of the Wisports.net podcast. I'm Travis Wilson, general manager at Wisports.net, and your host for the WSN podcast. Thursday, March 9th, as we record here in the morning in a busy, busy day of high school basketball action. One of the great days on the year for sure. Right up there was Saturday. Uh, but today on the calendar, you've got 37 boys sectional semifinal games. There was three played last night. We're going to talk about those boys' basketball sectional games with Mark Miller, our boys' expert and WBCA Hall of Famer, coming up in just a little bit. But the uh, the spotlight today, uh, as far as attention, is on the, uh, for, for many people anyway, is on the girls' basketball state tournament at the Rush Center. Norbert Durst is up there. Colton Wilson is up there covering things. Um, you can read Norb's predictions and breakdowns on Wisports.net. but uh, just a, a great day of basketball as you've got... Division three and Division four action there uh, today at the Rush Center, 5, 2, and 1 on Friday, and then the state championship games on Saturday. If you are traveling there, if you're traveling to any of the basketball action this week, please help save lives on Wisconsin roads. The life you save might just be yours. Make the commitment to yourself and passengers that are with you by buckling up and putting the phone down every trip, every time. To find out more, take the pledge at wisconsindot.gov. Was got some dot a great partner for our WSN podcast and a great sponsor of our playoff coverage on with sports. If you're heading to a game, please arrive safely. Please make sure that you're taking care to pay attention to road conditions, especially tonight with uh, some potential weather. We may have some postponements, especially of the boys sectional games. You never know. We we had one game that was moved up early and played last night because of possible weather conditions. So if you're going. Arrive safely, do do the the, the right things, put that phone down, buckle that seat belt, and uh, drive safely to get to your destination and get home tonight on your way. Another great sponsor of our WSN podcast is B3 Sciences and Dr. Canado. Gain the athletic advantage of B3 Sciences BFR training. See the results of your strength or performance training, exercise, or rehab in less time trusted by a growing list of professional teams like the Milwaukee Brewers, Kansas City Chiefs, and many U.S. Olympic teams. Contact Dr. Ken Otto, B3 BFR Certified Coach, and visit drken.b3sciences.com. Again, we're going to talk uh, to Mark Miller coming up shortly about the boys' basketball sectional games. Uh, we let uh, let Norbert uh, take the day off and, and travel up to Green Bay for the Girls Basketball State Tournament. But let's talk about that Girls Basketball State Tournament for right now. Um, we'll go through the schedule and uh, just talk a little bit about what to expect and you know some of the commonly asked questions and, and things that people are often looking for just in case you need some, some assistance on that. The schedule begins this afternoon, 1.35 tip-off. In Division 3, you've got top-seeded Wapon taking on the fourth-seed Milwaukee Academy of Science. And then in the uh, second afternoon game, West Salem versus Kewascom. Tonight, it's Division 4 action taking place. Aquinas is the top seed. They play against Mishicot, And then second-seeded Laconia facing off against third-seeded Colfax. And those games begin, uh, this, the second game of each session, begins roughly 15 minutes after completion uh, of the previous game, once they get the court cleared, once uh, you know they're they're able to to kind of move on from there. Uh, each session is two games uh, today and tomorrow. Uh, tickets are eleven dollars per session. You can you can get uh, you know all of your sessions if you would like. You can buy from the school uh, group where you'll be sitting with the schools. You can buy as kind of a general fan section. Um, You can you can go on the WI website and buy those if you happen to go to the state tournament and you want to get tickets for the next day. You know if your team makes the state tournament or state finals on Saturday, they will sell tickets right there at the event. Uh, So you can sit with your fan section for the state uh, title games, or you can buy tickets in the uh, general fan section as well. Again, everything at the Rush Center in Green Bay, uh, kind of next door to Lambeau Field. There's a lot to To do right there, you can check out the Lambeau Field um, atrium and, and gift shop, pro shop. Uh, there's a number of uh, opportunities to get out and uh, mingle with some other uh, fans around the uh, the area. Whether it's the stadium view uh, and doozies, uh, other other places around. I do remind I do remember that um, spectators are subject to uh, metal detectors. It can be a little bit of a lengthy. Process getting in sometimes uh, doors open about 45 minutes to the prior to the first game of each session. Parking is pretty uh, accessible, Uh, really good parking, actually. I mean, when you have that Lambeau field lot not far away, there's a lot of other opportunities for parking. Much better parking situation than at the Cole Center and uh, the Boys State Tournament in Madison. Um, Games will be broadcast on TV on the statewide network of Allen Media. You can find uh, your local listings, but it's uh, mostly the ABC stations around WKOW in Madison, WAOW in Wausau, WXOW in La Crosse, WQOW in Eau Claire, WYOW in Eagle River, WMOW in Crandon, WMLW in Milwaukee, and WCWF in Green Bay in the Fox Valley area. It's a lot of Ws. Um, but you can find that information there. Uh, you can watch online on a number of those as well. So there's a lot of different ways that you can watch the state tournament and uh, follow along as well. Radio coverage for for several of them, and of course your uh, your online and social media home is going to be sports.net You can check out Norbert's previews and, and analysis and picks. You can look up information on those teams as well. Uh, whether you're looking for their roster, who they've played, what their schedule looks like, you can follow Norbert on Twitter at Norbert Durst. Get insights from the uh, from the state tournament. Colton Wilson again will be up there uh, as well, doing some uh, doing some stuff. So that's uh, that's kind of the the basics of how to follow. And, and let's move on and talk about the schedule for Friday. Division five opens things up on Friday morning. McDonald Central is a top seed. They play four seed at Albany. The, uh, the the Comets were undefeated, but uh, I think likely a relatively weak schedule. Drop them down to a four seed. The other matchup in Division 5 will be Blair Taylor against Wabino Leona. Division 2, some heavyweights in the top two seeds as top-seeded Pewaukee faces off against Lakeland, and then two-time defending state champion Notre Dame, who beat Pewaukee in the championship last year, lost to Pewaukee in the regular season earlier this year, albeit without Notre Dame's uh, standout uh, point guard, Trista Feda, Notre Dame will play McFarland. Nightcaps, Division I. Brookfield East takes on Germantown. That's a, uh, a matchup of greater Metro Conference teams. So this is a third game between those two. And then the other one, Hortonville, will play defending champion, Kettle Moraine. Saturday, things get underway at 9.30 with the three-point challenge. Uh, that does require a ticket for the early session, if you want to watch that, uh, but it's a, a pretty cool opportunity to see those kids compete and uh, get on the big, big stage and the big floor. Uh, so that's 9.30 on Saturday, uh, Is not televised, I, I don't know that it's shown on any streams or on WIA.TV or anything either to be honest with you, but you can follow Colton Wilson uh, or follow our WSN account for, uh, for updates and round-by-round uh, know, round, uh, information from that three-point challenge. The Division 5 championship game will be held at 11.05 Saturday, followed by Division 4 in Division 3. That's all one session, 5, 4, and 3. So that's a three-game session on Saturday. In the evening, 6.35 will be the Division 2 state championship game for girls basketball, followed by the Division 1 state championship game, the last game of the 2022-23 girls basketball State championships. Again, follow Norbert Durst, follow Colton Wilson, follow our WSN account on uh, on social, so that you can get all the information. Whether you're able to watch the games or not, follow uh, follow those guys and uh, and do them. Uh, you know, use that as a second screen, if you will, as you're following along. They'll get you some of the insight around the arena as well, what the crowds are like, what uh, um you know the uh, the concessions are like, what the bands are like, what mascots are are roaming around. Thank goodness that uh, the the Trojan from East Troy is not going to be there. That's one that always kind of terrified me and and haunted my dreams for for a while. Um, But, you know, it's a a pretty cool atmosphere, obviously. The bands, the cheerleaders, the fans, everybody uh, makes it a, a really cool atmosphere. So the Girls Basketball State Championships begin this afternoon and continue all weekend. Make sure you're checking it out as much as you can. Again, we are going to talk to Mark Miller uh, for boys basketball, and we'll talk about it, but there were three games that were played last night. Two of them were moved. Two boys sectional semifinals were moved because their girls teams were also competing today at state. So to avoid conflicts, to allow their fans and communities the opportunity to support both teams, they were moved to last night. The boys games were. and Then there was one uh, game that was moved because of possible weather Coming in, and that will be a big story tonight. There's already a number of games, maybe even a third or close to half of the games, have been moved up for their game time tip-off to try to get in before some of the more severe weather hits. I don't know how successful that's going to be. We could see uh, further adjustments. We could see games postponed to uh, to Friday. Um, It remains to be seen. But you are going to want to check. Locally, or you can also check on wissports.net for any game time or game adjustments before you head out to make sure you're not driving somewhere where the game got moved, the game got changed, the tip time got changed, whatever it might be. Sectionals are a big deal. Sectionals are very well attended. Even if you have a ticket, you're going to want to get there early to secure your spot so you're not crammed into a corner somewhere or, uh, or whatever it might be. So make sure you arrive early and make sure you travel safely, as we talked about with our friends at Wisconsin Department of Transportation. So uh, get there early, cheer loud, and let's have a great day of basketball. All right, and let's get to that conversation about the boys' basketball playoffs and the boys' basketball sectional semifinals, most of which are set for tonight. A couple, uh, three, in fact, that were played last night in the state of Wisconsin, two of those because the teams involved had girls teams playing on Thursday and one that was I believe moved up because of uh, of some weather concerns so uh we'll bring in our hall of famer boys basketball writer Mark Miller to talk about the boys basketball sectionals. Mark, uh thanks for joining us on the WSN podcast as always.
1: Happy to be here.
0: Well, before we we talk about tonight's games as we record this on Thursday morning, let's take a look back at the games that were played on Wednesday. Um Man, West Salem, uh, let's start there. They take on G.E.T. and win 112 to 54. It's amazing to put up 112 points in a uh, game where nine minutes were a running clock. So an incredible, incredible dominating performance by West Salem that just further solidifies them as uh, the favorite or, or certainly one of the, the the couple of favorites in Division, in Division Three.
1: Yeah, scoring 100 points these days isn't actually all that uncommon. It, it's happened, you know. Some teams do it on a fairly regular basis, but to do it in a sectional game, uh, you know, is is pretty pretty amazing. I know uh, uh, Carmen Northwest put up 122 last week in a regional game, um, but uh, yeah, they 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 have a, a a well-oiled machine. I guess is the best way to put it. They they just have guys that know their roles and guys that are. That are very talented and experienced and uh you know they were taking on a familiar opponent last night uh a fellow cooley conference team and uh you know just took care of business right from the get-go and uh hats off to them as they as they march back toward madison and, and hope to take it one step further after finishing second last year
0: the other two games played last night were certainly a little bit closer both decided by five points as milwaukee academy of science down dominican uh, 67-62, and Luther took down Mineral Point to 60-55 in an excellent game. Any thoughts or, or reactions from those two contests?
1: Yeah, I was able to watch on stream most of the MAS-Dominican game. Uh, I, I thought that uh, Dominican got out early and got a lead, and they were up by four at half. And then uh, MAS just kind of used its size and side to, to dominate uh, in the middle portion of the second half. Uh, they did a nice job making their free throws down the stretch. They were 10 of 13 from the game. Uh, Albert Harrell made all four of his, and they were all clutch, uh, in, you know, in the last couple of minutes of the game. Uh, the Stars uh, performed well. I mean, Devin Brown had had 18. Uh, the sophomore, 6'7 uh, forward from MAS, and Jamarian Bateman had 15. And then over on Dominican side, uh, Aaron Womack had a, had a strong game with 20 points. Uh, Markel Webb had 17, um, and Jaden Martin had 16. Um, but, uh, I thought MAS did a really nice job with its defense for the majority of the game. Uh, they handled Dominican's pressure. They had a few turnovers early, but they cleaned that up and, uh, and they move on to, uh, play another Metro classic team in the sectional final, either, uh, St. Thomas Moore or St. Catherine's. Uh, so it was a good game, a lot of talent on the floor, a lot of really good young players, uh, both teams have virtually everyone back next year. Uh, so, you know, these two teams could uh, could square off again next year in, uh, in the postseason. So uh, as far as that uh, Mineral Point game goes, I I, uh, I thought that uh, Eli Lindsay had a really strong outing uh, for Mineral Point, um, played really well, shot the ball really well from the perimeter. Um, Luther got just enough from its guys. I don't think it was their A game, but of course, that has a lot to do with you know with how mineral point defended them and so forth um Isaiah Schwichtenberg had a strong game with 20 points and 8 assists um and uh you know they they were able to pull it out uh in Vance and uh in division 4
0: all right well we're going to go through sectionals uh like we did in our preview last week essentially division by division uh and we'll talk about uh, obviously the teams and the games and in in what we are, are looking forward to um but also a little bit, maybe look back at, at some of the regional action that took place. And Mark, let's start in Division One, which is the division that garnered a pretty significant amount of uh, conversation and interest and upsets in division one, especially in uh what would be the top part of that uh bracket, I guess, or um the 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 teams in the northern part of the state anyway, sectionals one and two. And we have to start in sectional number one, where the top seeded Eau Claire Memorial Old Abes lose their first playoff game to the 16 seed Oshkosh West. I know there was conversations about seeding in that grouping. How shocking is that win for Oshkosh West over Eau Claire Memorial? I don't recall a 16 beating a one in the playoffs, um, in the past, but what are your thoughts on that one?
1: Well, it was pretty shocking. You know, that, that, um, (laughs) <laughs> that sectional, uh, in the regional semifinals, I went three and five, um, usually it's six and two, seven and one, eight, no, something like that. <laughs> so that one was just absolutely crazy, particularly on the, on last Friday on the regional semifinals. Um, you know, I, I give all the credit in the world to Oshkosh West. I, I, I thought they got better as the season went on. They did win some FEA games, you know, down the second half of the season. Um, and you know, Dan Weiss, the, the new head coach there, Certainly has taken a lot of teams during his coaching career uh, on long bus rides, uh, being a former uh, coach, you know, at a division two school, in Minnesota Crookston. So he he's familiar with, you know, how, how to handle that. Um, you know, I, I got an email from him this morning and, uh, you know, they they had a great time. They stayed overnight. They packed for two nights. Uh, you know, Oshkosh to Eau Claire is a pretty good haul. Um, and then the next night they figured they were either going to play Chippewa Falls or Superior. It ended up being Superior. Um, and uh, he was just disappointed. He thought they kind of blew that game. They ended up losing in overtime. So, as an eight seed, Superior advanced to the sectional uh, and they'll play Appleton North, uh, which had some magic of its own going to Marshfield on Friday night and getting a win. Um, and then uh, going overtime to beat a FEA rival Hortonville in the regional final. So, it's going to be Superior as an eight seed against Appleton North as a 12 seed in the sectional. Um, if anyone had predicted that, um, I would like to talk to them because that, that is not what most people anticipated for a sectional semifinal there. The lower half went a little bit more according to plan. Although, uh, Appleton West as a 14 seed going into Oshkosh North as a three seed and getting a win was a major surprise. I, I actually had picked North to get to the state tournament. So that, that didn't work, um, and then uh Nina Nina beat Appleton West the next night. so Nina as a six seed is in the sectional and they'll take on two seed Hudson uh in in the other half of that uh, sectional. So yeah that that sectional one uh, was was really wild last weekend.
0: Continued a little bit in uh sectional two as well at, at least in the bottom part of that grouping where you had Cocona and this is a, a theme in Division one. the FDA performing pretty well. Uh, Kokona taking down third seed at Sheboygan North, and then Marquette downing FBA champion Fond du Lac, the two seed. So kind of that upset continued there in sectional two.
1: Yeah, Kokona went to Sheboygan North and uh, uh, got a little bit of a break. I mean, I'm sure they would have loved to play North at full strength, but Max Tudis uh, injured his foot. Uh and and did not play in any re- other two regional games for Sheboygan North. And uh, of course, he's their senior leader and best player going to Oshkosh next year. Uh and it was a tight game, but but the ghost prevailed. Uh, and as far as Marquette goes, uh, you know, against Fond du Lac, that one didn't surprise me all that much, uh, although I did pick Fondi. Um, I just thought Marquette, you know, as a as a tried champion in the greater metro, uh, you know, certainly got its fair share of difficult games this year and was prepared for that game. Um, so, uh, that one wasn't a major, major shock, uh, certainly, the, you know, having a number two seat go down, uh, you know, is, is a bit of an upset, but, uh, uh, so Marquette and Kakana will play, uh, today and, and that'll be an interesting game. And then uh, on the top things went according to plan with De the number one seat and and Homestead, the four seat, all advancing to the, to the sectional semis, um, and De you know, having no problem at all with Sheboygan South and Milwaukee King, and, and Homestead uh, coming from behind to, to top uh, Kimberly in that regional final.
0: All right, well, let's take a look at sectional three and four in Division One, where there was some upsets that continued there, including Brookfield East in overtime, taking down Sussex-Hamilton. Uh, the Spartans are a 13 seed. Down the bottom part of the bracket, both of the three seeds lost in regional finals as Muskego fell to McGuanago in a conference rematch, and then Milwaukee Hamilton took down third-seeded Wanakee as well. Sectionals 3 and 4, Mark, what stands out there? Um,
1: you know, I saw Brookfield East play Oregon on Friday night, and, uh, you know, I thought Oregon battled really hard and, and you know, stayed competitive until the end. But, uh, you know, East was is now at full strength um, with Matt Schmeta back in the lineup and now having several games under his belt. Um, I thought they looked really good, um, and, and they continued that play obviously on Saturday when they, when they went uh, to Sussex Hamilton and and got the win. So East 13, 13 record um, is a bit deceiving only because they played, I think all but eight games without Matt because he was coming off an injury from the football season. So, and, and, you know, he's, he's a guy that's got division two offers um, and uh, he's just a leader uh, on and off the court for that team so having him back and healthy it, it just is enormous uh, for for Brookfield East uh Arrowhead uh you know they trailed at half against La Follette, but then they really turned it on in the second half and won that game comfortably so now they get to play, now they get to play Brook East which you know, it's it's uh, nobody really wants to see them uh, on their docket, uh, but yet that's the game in front of them, so they got to go play them. The lower half uh, should be an interesting game. Milwaukee Hamilton with its uh, athleticism and up tempo game. Uh, you know, they they went to Wanake last weekend and got uh, the regional final win, and tonight they play uh, Big Eight champion Middleton um, with all its size. Uh, Hamilton can counter with some size. Simeon Murchison is uh, uh, six eight six nine and Damarian Birch plays a lot taller than his 6'3", 6'4", because of his unbelievable jumping ability. So uh, that would be an interesting game as well in sectional three. And then over in four, the thing that stands out to me uh, is that you got two Southeast Conference teams and and two Classic 8 Conference teams. um, And they play against each other tonight with McWanagle playing Franklin and Kettle Moraine playing Indian Trail. Um, I would say of all four of those teams, Indian Trail is probably the hottest at this point. Um, but certainly they're going to play a tough team uh, in Kettle Moraine. And then Franklin McWanago, you know, McWanago also is playing very, very well right now. Um, so, uh, you know, went to Muskego and got that win, like you mentioned before. That's a tough, those two games are tough to predict. But uh, I I, I kind of think maybe Kettle Moraine will come out of that sectional.
0: All right. Well, let's move on to Division 2. And before we do that, let's uh, remind everybody out there to help save lives on Wisconsin roads. The life you save might just be yours. Make the commitment to yourself and passengers that are with you by buckling up and putting the phone down every trip, every time. To find out more, take the pledge at wisconsindot.gov. And as we talked about with uh, some weather conditions in play for tonight, if you are traveling to a game, if the game uh, in your area is still on, and I anticipate there will be perhaps some postponements to Friday night. Uh, please be safe. Please uh, take care of what you need to do to arrive to your destination safely at the game and get home safely as well. And that goes for the rest of the state tournament, uh, Saturday sectional finals and next week state tournament as well. Well, Mark, Division Two, I think things went a little more according to plan or according to seed, if you will, uh, as we look at sectional one, that northern grouping, western grouping, you know, we're looking at uh, Medford as a top seed taking on Lacrosse Central. Shocker, Lacrosse Central played another great game with Onalaska in a regional final. Central won that one on a buzzer beater by Nick Williams. Then a, a little bit of an upset down in the bottom part. New London took down top seeded Fox Valley Lutheran. New London will face off against Mozanie. Thoughts, reactions in sectional one there?
1: Um, yeah uh you know I think uh the central on Alaska game was a dandy uh On was up 39 30 a little over five minutes to go and didn't score again and, and Central went on an 11-0 scoring run held the ball for the last two two minutes 25 seconds to get that game winner by Nick Williams um you know so they they got the win uh, for the second time this year at, you know, on the Alaska floor. Uh, so that's uh, obviously turned into an unbelievable rivalry. Uh, Medford uh you know won the Great Northern Conference. They did play Lacrosse Central earlier in the year and Lacrosse Central beat them um, but uh they also played last year uh, in the sectional final and Lacrosse Central won uh you know in a close game for the majority of that game and then at the very end they kind of pulled away just a little bit but uh, that'll be an interesting uh you know game again for Medford. They're probably hoping the third times a charm because they're they're owing two against them the last uh you know the last t- two times they played. You know, New London going into FEL and winning was a, was a surprise. Uh, New London's got a strong team. The Bay Conference this year has got three teams at sectional, um, so it was pretty strong, particularly at the top. Um, you know, but I, I still thought FEL would probably come out of that one. You know, being at home and and sharing the the Northeastern conference title, but, uh, you know, credit New London for going in there and getting the win and, and they play a great Northern conference team in Mosany that lost twice to Medford this year, but, uh, is playing very well right now and got by, uh, another big conference team, Shano, um, on the road in, in the regional final. Um, you know, Davin Stoffel is playing very well for them right now. And, and so is Keegan Gershley. Um, so, uh, at on a bit of a roll right now. Uh, so, um, you know, it's a possibility that you could see two great Northern Conference teams battling enough for the sectional title. Um, although I think most people would probably pick uh, Lacrosse Central to beat Medford and then probably Mosney to beat New London. Um, so uh, we'll see how that one develops.
0: The other side in sectional two, it's chalked to this point as top seeded West Appear will face off against number two seed Notre Dame on the top part of that bracket. And then number one seed Nicolay faces number two seed Whitefish Bay. And the other part, anything noteworthy that we've seen so far? Uh, otherwise, again, it's, it's chalk in that part in sectional two.
1: Yeah, it's chalk, but, I, you know, when you look at it, I think West De is playing its best basketball right now. Ethan Heck had a heck of a game uh, against Port Washington, and they dominated that game from the very beginning. Uh, and Port came in, you know, coming off a win over, over Plymouth and having 11 wins on the season. Um, so they play a Notre Dame team that they lost to by a couple earlier in the year. But Notre Dame is without Matt Rader. They're, they're 6'9", sophomore center. He injured his foot. I think he had surgery this week, so he he's unavailable and did not play uh, last weekend uh, in their regional win over uh, um and Menasha. So uh, they're gonna need some big games from some other people, but they're capable with Emmett Lawton uh, and, and Ethan Wallatine, both, you know, committed to go to Division three schools. Um, and uh, so you know that's a rivalry game, even though they're not in the same conference. They're obviously from the same area. They play each other in a non-conference game. The kids know each other, so uh, that that will be an uh, an exciting game, and uh, I'm sure it'll be a big crowd. And then you know, Nicolay and Whitefish Bay are uh, conference rivals uh, in the North Shore, and uh, Nicolay uh, won those games this year. I, you know, I, I think Nicolay is a team to beat here. But one thing that you know you can never discount the fact that. Uh, Nicolet is, is uh, still a very young team in uh, Whitefish Bay. His two best players are both seniors, uh, Jaden Guyton and David Ackles. So, uh, in again, familiarity because they played each other already. So, uh, I wouldn't count Whitefish Bay out in that one by any means.
0: All right. Sectionals three and four in Division Two. Largely chalk there as well. In fact, exact chalk. Uh, McFarland and Stoughton. In uh, the top part of sectional three, West Ocean Central will play Whitnall. In the bottom portion, Wisconsin Lutheran, the top seed, will take on Pius Catholic for the third time this year. And then the bottom part of that bracket, Pewaukee and Greenfield square off. Uh, a couple pretty strong sectional groupings, but you know we're already, because we can, because we're, we're in the media and we can do that. We're not the teams involved. Um, <laughs> we're already anticipating a little bit on Saturday. Potential. Please, uh, everybody from Greenfield and Pius, uh, emphasize l- note the emphasis on potential. A third matchup between Wisconsin Lutheran and Pewaukee. How many years in a row have they met in the playoffs? How many yeah. do you know? How many years they played three games now?
1: Yeah, well, I, I don't know for sure. I know it's the last two, um, you know. So, and of course, Pewaukee came out on top both times, and then Pewaukee swept in the woodland uh, matches this year. Uh, I kind of went out on a limb, as you know, and picked Wisco um, to get to state. But, you know,
0: (laughs) you're you're either going to look incredibly brilliant because you're the only one of our uh, staff and media partner picks that picked Wisconsin Lutheran. Or it's not going to go so well for you. No, There's no, no in between. <laughs>
1: no, I, I've, I've, it's gone not so well for me many times over the years, and that's the, that's the fun of, of, of postseason basketball. Um, but you know, before we, you know, get into that, I, I just want a, a shout out to Jaquan Johnson of Pius. Um, you know, they, they played Tosa West, which tied for the uh, Greater Metro uh, Conference Championship this year in that regional final at Pius, and Pius really kind of dominated that game. I, you know, I, I had picked Tosa West to win that. um, And, and Johnson just had an unbelievable game, 49 points. And he did it against, uh, you know, a really good team. Um, So I, I just thought that was a phenomenal performance by him. He also had, I think, seven steals and five assists. I mean, just had his stat line was just crazy. Um, However, uh, you know, that, that went aside. I, I do see Wisco beating them tonight uh for a third time and then I see Pewaukee getting by a Greenfield team that has had a fantastic season kind of came out of the blue to, to post 21 wins uh and then of course Saturday would be the big showdown between Pewaukee and Wisco and over in, in sectional three uh it's it's interesting that you mentioned both of these sectionals were chalk um you know so for all the gnashing of teeth for for some of the, the seeds, uh, you know, you got to also take your hat off to 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 uh, the computer uh, when it comes to getting it right. And you know, getting it right is is kind of is kind of a um, you know a, I don't really know if that's the right term to use, just because you know anything can happen in the playoffs. And you know, uh, we saw that with Oshkosh West and Eau Claire Memorial. Did the computer get that wrong? Well, I don't think they did. I mean, you know, you look at the body of work that both teams had this year uh you know it, it pretty much came out to a one verse 16. but you know in that sectional three and d2 stoughton's playing mcfarland uh they played uh earlier this year and stoughton got the win i i really like the way mcfarland's playing right now um although they they had a really tough uh, regional final win over monona grove um but i i just i really like mcfarland's team they're senior dominated stoughton is is mostly junior dominated or, or younger Um, although, you know, that's going to be a heck of a game between two, two communities that are very uh, close to each other. Uh, and then Westosha central and Whitnall is another really good game between two conference champions, Westosha coming out of the Southern lakes and Whitnall, the Woodland East. Um, boy, that's, that's a really good game as well. Um, so we'll see how those two come out, but man, if you go to either one of those two games, you're going to see a heck of a basketball game.
0: All right. Time to move on to Division 3. Before we do that, let's give another shout out to one of our new uh, podcast sponsors, the, the folks at B3 Sciences and Dr. Ken Otto. Gain the athletic advantage of B3 Sciences BFR training. See the results of your strength or performance training, exercise, or rehab in less time. Trusted by a growing list of professional teams like the Milwaukee Brewers, Kansas City Chiefs, and U.S. Olympic teams, including many other professional teams, the Clippers, the uh, New York Jets, the Knicks, the Steelers, teams in the XFL, uh, MLS, a number of Olympic uh, uh, organizations, USA Volleyball, USA Weightlifting, uh, track and field, uh, just a a long list of of people that are uh, utilizing B3 Sciences. Contact Dr. Ken Otto, B3, BFR certified coach, and visit drken.b3sciences.com. Well, Mark, in uh, Division Three, again, we had a couple of games that were played last night because of uh, of the girls' teams playing today and uh, understandably and correctly trying to avoid situations where, you know, a, a team is uh, is playing its boys' basketball sectional semifinal and its girls' basketball uh, state title uh, or state tournament game at the same time. So as we look at Division, or excuse me, sectional one, we already talked about West Salem dominating performance over G.E.T., but in the top part, Osceola and Prescott will square off Uh, we talked about this in in our preview that uh, you know I think most people and I think you said that you had Prescott as the favorite in the middle border coming into the year but it was Osceola that won that league so they'll be playing for a third time uh, at River Falls tonight scheduled for a six o'clock tip-off thoughts on that that uh, that third time between Osceola and Prescott
1: well yeah um, you know Tip it up and see what happens, because <laughs> uh because those two go at each other pretty hard, being you know rivals in the middle border. um You know if you look back at their regional finals, I thought Prescott did a really nice job in beating a very good Northwestern team that won the harder North, and Osceola got by a really well coached and dangerous Baldwin Woodville team. So, you know we'll see what happens tonight. Uh, you know with Osceola having only one loss, you know maybe they're the favorite, but then again you know Prescott uh had probably played a tougher non-conference schedule um you know that's why they have five losses so we'll see what happens i i i think it's a toss up i you know anytime you got jordan jordan manlove on the floor uh although certainly Osceola will be well aware of him but he, his shooting range is so deep that you know he can he can make a difference you know shooting 25 footers um so um i kind of i kind of think Prescott might come out of that one
0: Sectional two, we've got top-seeded Xavier and second-seeded Little Shoot. Bottom part of the bracket, top-seeded Brilliant uh, taking on the the upset uh, team so far, anyway. I guess maybe in in uh, Division three, as Campbell Sport knocked off Southern Door in a regional final. In the six-seeded Campbell Sport Cougars will play Brilliant tonight. Uh, thoughts on on that sectional sectional two in Division two.
1: Yeah, the Xavier Little Shoot game will be a great one. You know, those two had been in the same conference in the past um, and uh, both come in with 24 and 2 records and conference championships under their belt. Uh, again, you know, very close in proximity, although they're not in the same league and didn't play during their regular season. Uh, the kids know each other and um, I think it'll be a heck of a game. Um, I think Xavier's probably got a little more potent offense where Little Shoot's uh, more stingy on defense. So we'll see which. Uh, which you know, part of the game comes out on top there. Uh, Campbell Sport, you know, coming out of the bottom, what to me, wasn't really a huge shock. And they went on the road um, and, and beat Oosberg in the regional semi. And then, of course, uh, went to Southern Door and won um, in, in the regional final. Um, Mitch McCarty, uh, really, really good basketball player. Um, he was player of the year in the flyaway conference. Uh, 6'5", kid that can just do a lot of different things. He's not just a post player. Um, I thought Ethan Elliott did a fantastic job in his first year as head coach there, but tonight they get a different breed uh, in Brilliant, who uh, you know is one of the top Division Three teams. I think, along with West Salem, Brilliant's probably been uh, the most consistent Division Three team all year, um, and uh, so that's going to be a huge challenge for him tonight, um, playing against a, a very experienced and hungry Brilliant team that made it to state a year ago. Uh, and lost in the state semifinals.
0: All right, let's move on to the other uh, groups there, sectional three and four. We had the uh, game between Dominican and Milwaukee Academy of Science last night. We talked about that one in sectional four. The other game in sectional four, a great one is Racine St. Catharines will take on St. Thomas Moore with a trip to the sectional finals against Milwaukee Academy of Science on the line. So we are uh, guaranteed a... Um, I guess science is isn't a private school, but it's a, you know, it's a school that people would uh, identify as a private school or or in that realm where uh, we're guaranteed one of those teams to come out of that sectional we'll make it to state. In sectional three, we've got one versus twos. As Edgewood will play Turner, in Columbus will play Lakeside Lutheran for a third time. Um, thoughts on especially that that left side sectional three. Mark, um, some really good games pending tonight.
1: Yeah, yeah, two really good games. Uh, I think Edgewood-Turner are very, very close uh, in terms of talent and and experience, size, and all those things that go into it. Um, You know, one's in the Badger, one's in the Rock Valley. Uh, They don't play each other, but, uh, you know, I think think the coaches are pretty familiar with each other. Um, So I I rate that game as kind of a toss-up. Um, and then the one below that is another toss up. Uh, Columbus uh, playing some outstanding basketball right now against Lakeside Lutheran. You know, they played each other twice during the Capital North season and they split with Columbus winning the second game. Uh, they shared the conference title with Lake Mills. Um, you know, Lakeside's got probably the best player on the floor and Levi Burkholz, but Columbus has outstanding athletes and a very good basketball player in its own right and Utech. so um you know that's uh that's a pick them too i i i really don't know how to differentiate between those two just have to see who gets the momentum who stays out of foul trouble who shoots the ball well uh who takes away the strengths of each of of the opponent Uh, all those things will come into play Uh, over in in sectional four you know cats beat thomas moore twice during the conference season uh, the games in Greenfield tonight, uh, Thomas Moore did a heck of a job in their regional final playing fantastic in and in beating Catholic Memorial. Can they take that momentum and, and uh, you turn the tables on cats? Uh, we'll see. Uh, one thing about cats, they dictate tempo and they they're going to wait and wait and wait until they get a good shot. Um, and sometimes that can. Frustrate an opponent that wants to get out and, you know, make it more of a full court game. Uh, So we'll see, you know, what what tempo prevails tonight uh, in Greenfield.
0: All right, let's uh, move on. We've got about eight minutes left, uh, so we're going to have to power through divisions four and five a little bit. But in Division four markets, it's it's been a little bit more chalky in Division four. We don't necessarily have a huge. You know, upset um, team still alive. Six seed Williams Bay did beat Horicon. You had Marshall taking down top seed Darlington in double overtime. Uh, Valders beat Howard's Grove. Uh, Maybe that's an upset. Howard's Grove had spent some time at number one in Division 4. But just overall in in Division 4 or looking at any particular matchups, what's the biggest things that stand out there?
1: Well, I think a big one tonight, uh, all, all of them are big, obviously, but the Marathon Auburn Dale game in Sectional 2 uh, is, is huge. You know, two Merriwood South Conference teams, both with 23 and 3 records, um, both with some size and good guard play. Uh, the games in Marshfield would uh, be a huge crowd. I, I think that's a fantastic game. Um, you know, uh, Fall Creek, uh, I, I think, is probably favored over Whitehall. Uh, you know, Unity is uh, one of two unbeaten teams in the state. With DePere, they're twenty-three and zero, but they play a very good Cameron team that's had postseason success in recent years, making it to the state tournament last year. So that's going to be a big challenge for Unity. Uh, St. Mary Catholic and Cribbs is kind of an interesting game. Uh, Krivitz is twenty-four and one. St. Mary's has to go up to O'Connell Falls to play that game. We'll see what happens with the weather, like you mentioned. Um, that that's going to be uh, an interesting result there. I think St. Mary's has played the tougher regular season schedule, but Kribbets is a very good team. Um, you know, Marshall Belleville, uh, Belleville beat them twice during the Capitol uh, conference play this year. Uh, I think they're the favorite in that one. You mentioned Valder's getting by Howard's Grove and, and Valder's. Uh, Valder's is 20 and seven. Uh, they're a good team. I mean, it was an upset, but it wasn't a shock. And they're taking on Kohler, who's 20 and six and beat St. Mary's Springs. Who was 23 and 2 at the time. I think maybe that one surprised me a little bit more. But, you know, they anticipated Howard's Grove, St. Mary Springs sectional semi, uh didn't come to fruition. So credit Valders and Kohler. I do like Valders in that game. And in the lower half, uh Kenosha St. Joe's, I think they were fifth in the Metro Classic. Uh, but uh, you know, they they get a Williams Bay team at 17 and 10. Um, uh, I, I kind of like St. Joe's to come out of that game.
0: All right, let's wrap things up in Division 5, where we've got a few upsets uh, still brewing. Some C- Cinderella teams still dancing. 11-seed uh, Thorpe still alive. They're going to play yeah. McDonald Central tonight. We've seen Thorpe make a run to the state tournament as a uh, you know a, a team without a, a stellar record, taking advantage of that drop-down effect coming out of the Cloverbelt Conference. Gibraltar still alive as an 8-seed. They took down top-seeded Florence in Sectional 2. And then in the other uh, sectional, sectional three and four, Cambria-Friesland is a seven seed still going. Uh, You have uh, a couple top seeds that have lost. Seneca lost last week to Wazika. Central Wisconsin Christian lost its first game in a one-point loss to Oakfield, who promptly went down to Reidsville. So we're seeing maybe a little bit of these teams that are still alive and, and not a one or two, that drop down effect coming into play as far as competition level that these teams have played in the regular season.
1: Right. And I think part of that is uh, that they're playing, uh, you know, really good regular season schedules and against teams like you mentioned that are that are in a different a higher division. Um, one, one that didn't have the drop down uh, effect was Solon Springs and uh, Hurley in section one. They're both Indian head conference teams. Uh Sol- Solon Springs uh, beat them twice uh, during the regular season. Second game was really close. So they're playing a third time. You know, McDonald beat Thorpe twice. They're both clover belt West teams. Um, I, I just was super impressed with Thorpe though. I mean, my goodness, they, they won three road games last week, beating Eau Claire Manuel, Prairie Farm and Bruce, um, at, you know, as, as an 11 seed. So, you know, really impressive performance by them. So they're on a roll, but they go into Chippewa tonight to play a McDonald team that, that won the conference. So that's going to be a tough task for them. Uh, Newman Catholic and Pacelli, I think is a really good game. Um, two really good teams with a lot of good basketball players. Um, I think that they did not play during the regular season. So, uh, the, you know, two, two teams that uh, were conference opponents back before uh, the merger with Wissa. And uh, I think it's going to be a really close game, uh, and, uh, see who comes out on top. I kind of like Newman. I, I, again, I, I always give a lot of credit to teams that, uh, that are senior led and Newman's, uh, entire starting five. Our seniors, Pacelli's a much younger team, would start a couple sophomores. Um, but uh Pacelli's certainly capable. You know, Gibraltar's another one, like you mentioned before, that uh that pulled an upset uh, going into Florence and winning. And now they play three lakes, a team that finished behind Florence in the Northern Lakes uh, standings. So uh, you know, Gibraltar's got a good chance to to make it to the uh to the sectional final. Um uh, which is kind of crazy because uh, they lost, you know, three starters and their head coach from last year's team that advanced to state. And then, you know, in, in sectional three and four, uh, you got, uh, you know, teams that are very familiar with each other in sectional three, Royal and Hillsborough, both playing in the scenic bluffs. Uh, interestingly that neither of them finished first or second in the league. Uh, that was banger and Cashton, uh, who are both division four teams. So um, we'll, we'll see what happens. I believe they split during the regular season. See what happens tonight. Both teams have pretty similar records and in, in, in talent levels. Well, Zika lost earlier in the year to Potosi on the road, um, I think they're playing really good basketball right now. They they uh came back and beat Seneca after losing to them uh in, in the Ridge and Valley uh for the conference race. Uh, of course, Potosi they had a really nice regional final win over Southwestern. Um, I think that's gonna be a really good basketball game. Cambria Friesland uh was a surprise. And yet they're so well coached every year that it, it shouldn't be a major surprise. Uh, but they're taking on a really good fall river team, um, that I think is, is destined to, uh, for the sectional final. And then in the lower half, uh, heritage Christian, you know, a team that's been in our rankings pretty much all year, 24 and two taken on Reedsville that's 20 and seven, but, you know, played uh, St. Mary Catholic and Howard's Grove and, uh, twice each and Kohler once, uh, you know, a really good schedule. Um, you know, I I think Heritage will win that game, but uh, I went count out Reidsville. Uh They're well coached, and they and like I said, they play in a really good league and have been tested all, all winter long.
0: All right, great stuff, Mark. And if you're looking for more information on uh, these games, if you want to see Mark's picks, if you want to see some more breakdowns, you can check out Wisports.net and uh, get his preview of the boys' sectional semifinals. He'll have previews of uh, boys' action coming out. Uh, for sectional finals on Saturday as well. Mark, pending weather, pending any game time changes, pending postponements, what's your plan for tonight?
1: My plan is to sit right in my chair at my computer, avoid the weather, and watch as many streams as possible. I have had – I don't know if you do this during football, but there are times where I have like 10 to 12 games up at once, and I'm just – zipping around watching, you know, checking the scores, seeing who's doing what, um, you know, and if I'm working uh, from home tonight, uh, hopefully we can, you know, tweet out some individual performances of coaches, let us know, like they always do. Um, and, uh, you know, make some, uh, make some, you know, observations via Twitter. Um, all the sectional previews are now up, uh, on, on WSN. So uh, all the predictions are there and news and notes and what to look for and so forth. So it was a long week typing all those in, <laughs> but it's always fun. And uh, you know, these next few days here are, are, uh, are so enjoyable um, and I just hope the weather holds off and that the the girl state tournament, you know, goes off without a hitch and that we can get our games in on the boys side with uh, without too many problems as well.
0: All right. Good stuff. Thanks, Mark.
1: Okay. Thanks, Travis.
0: All right, great stuff from Mark as always, and uh, a big thank you to him for joining us to to talk a little bit about the sectional boys uh, games tonight, and uh, you know a little bit of a a teaser, excuse me, of the uh, sectional semifinals or sectional finals rather that will occur on Saturday. A busy hoops weekend. It doesn't get much better than this weekend when you have the girls basketball state tournament, you have the boys basketball sectionals. Just a lot going on, and it is a really awesome time for basketball fans around the state of Wisconsin. A bittersweet time as well, as we always talk about. The state tournament, it's it's final. It's finality. Uh, Even if you win and you have all of those emotions and and you just won a state title, for those seniors, it's still the last time that they'll ever put on that jersey and, and suit up for their school and with their teammates. So it's a very emotional time, a very bittersweet time. Uh, for everybody involved. But go out the way that you would like, uh, leave nothing you know left behind, and uh, rage against the dying of the light as, as I've posted a number of years now. Um, it goes fast and uh, you'll have those regrets, but do the best you can to to eliminate them and uh, just go out and, and get the job done. Uh, That will do it, though, for us on the WSN podcast. Thank you to B3 Sciences, a podcast sponsor. Thank you to the Wisconsin Department of Transportation. Again, help save lives on Wisconsin roads. The life you save might just be yours. Make the commitment to yourself and passengers that are with you by buckling up and putting the phone down every trip, every time. To find out more, take the pledge at wisconsindot.gov. Well, uh, get out. Get to a game if you can. Catch the games on TV, the Girl State games. Check out. Some, uh, some stream action of the boys, if you can. And enjoy this incredible weekend of basketball in the state of Wisconsin. That will do it for today, though. I uh, was joined by Mark Miller earlier. I am Travis Wilson. This has been a Wisports.net podcast. We'll see you at a game.